this is Martha from lovelightvoice.com. And today I'd like to talk about the energy of the things that you hold close to you. So what do I mean by this? The energy of the things that you hold close to you. Well, that's basically everything. I'm talking about the energy of your environment. I'm talking about the energy of your relationships. I'm talking about the energy of your possessions um, and the energy of where it is that you spend your time. So personally, I've found that 2019 has been a year of clearing my physical space. Um, Earlier this year, I got turned on to Marie Kondo's show on Netflix (laughs) and um, she poses the question, if you've not watched it, it's called Tidying Up. But she asks people to go through their possessions in their home and really ask, like really ask themselves, does this spark joy? And if it does, great, then you keep it. But if it doesn't, it goes. (laughs) You thank the possession, you thank the object for having helped you with whatever it is that you needed it for before, but now that its usefulness is complete, you can move it along to its next home. So, or the garbage, (laughs) or the recycling. So I really took to it. Even though clearing has been a thing in this home of mine for the last four years or so in regards to physical possessions. See, I moved from being married to being single, which meant (laughs) at that time that I moved from a house into a two-bedroom condo. So I already at that time went through a pretty big clearing of possessions, but then I came here and I moved into this place and in my what's the space that serves as my office has a closet that I pretty much used as a storage unit. And then little by little I started to clear I cleared that to some extent. Then you know maybe the next summer I cleared some more and you know you find that as you start to let go of things Maybe it's harder to let go at first, but then you go back again and it's easier to let go, easier to let go to, to things that aren't, are no longer serving you. So I really started this process in earnest, um, going through all of my clothes. Like if you've ever seen her show or read her books, she talks about putting every piece of clothing you have on your bed asking yourself, does this spark joy? Does this spark joy? Do I like this? Like, does this make me feel good? And, you know, I have to say, your clothing really is something that you hold very close to you, right? It is literally draping your body. So I ask you, what the majority of the clothing that you wear, do you really feel good in it? Do you feel really good in your clothes? Because, I remember a time in my life, I don't know if it was maybe a decade ago or a little bit later, but I'm a practical person. Like, I am, I like to buy things that I know I'm going to use for the long haul that, you know, I'm not really one to buy trendy pieces. I like to buy things that are classic and they're going to give me some mileage. It's just what I prefer. And so I remember at some point, I remember that I had bought this pair of khaki pants and I bought them because I thought they would be practical for work and they were like on some crazy sale, like mega clearance, they fit and I brought them home with me and I had like, I remember seeing myself in a picture in this outfit I wore this one day. I was wearing like a blue sweater, really plain blue sweater and these very practical khaki pants And I don't remember the shoes I was wearing, but when I saw the picture of myself, I thought, oh my God, like if they, if, if, if a dictionary needed a picture of what frumpy looks like, that would be it. (laughs) And then I realized somehow that I would come home from work in some of these clothes that I had bought out of practicality, out of, you know, oh, this is a good buy and you know, instead of really how it felt to me, if it felt good on me. 
um, I felt like I would come home and I would need to peel these these clothes off of myself and I just felt like these clothes just reeked of too much responsibility. You know, it was like, that is the only way I really know how to explain it was that my clothing just, they weren't fun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my clothing just said responsible, like very responsible and like, ah, And so my personality, look, I am responsible, but I'm also very playful. So my clothing wasn't really reflecting that. So I actually, uh, and this is not a commercial for Marie Kondo or this next lady. Her name is Carol Tuttle. Like, I'm not getting paid anything for this, okay? I'm just telling you because it helped me. But she designed this program called Dressing Your Truth, And if you can relate at all to what I'm talking about in regards to how your clothes feel on you, I would check her work out because she devised this system where she divided people into four types, four energy types. And then she designed this system where colors, cuts, styles that you can look for that will naturally support your energy. And it's not about what you look like. It is, well, maybe a little bit as far as identifying features that you have in regards to what your energy type might be. But generally, you can be very petite. You can be a curvy woman. And her principles will totally support you and your energy type. So I have to tell you, probably a decade ago, I start, I somehow ran into her work, her work somehow. And I studied it, and I found out what my type was. And if if any of you know it, I'm um, the system. I'm a type one, which is like a lively, fun, playful <laughs> energy type. So whenever I was wearing responsible clothes, I was literally dressing against my true nature. So this really helped me. Number one, clear through all the stupid clothes that I had that reeked of responsibility that I did not enjoy wearing, you know, and just let go of, of something that wasn't authentic that I was putting onto myself. So, um, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't I wear things that were fun and lively? It made sense, but I was, I don't know, letting my um, penchant to be responsible Um, take over and it didn't feel very good. So this is all I think our growth, our spiritual growth process is to continually do things that help us feel better and better and better, right? So I feel like the better we feel, the more fun we have, the more we're going to accomplish our purpose, the more we're going to get on this planet and do what it is that we need to do, you know? So anyway, I wanted to share that because Now, I get dressed, and I love to get dressed. I'm a girly girl. I love dresses. I love um, fun shoes, even though lately I've been going a little bit more for comfortable fun. (laughs) But, like, I love bright colors. You know, like, right now I have this idea. I really want a yellow dress. I'm just like, I need to go find a yellow dress. But anyway, just because the color feels good, it feels supportive to me, who I am as a person. So anyway... I wanted to share that bit of information. So ask yourself, you know, when I put my clothes on, do they feel good? And that's the beauty of this lady's system, Carol Tuttle, is that it explained to me why I felt good in some clothes and I didn't in others. You know, because not everything in one's closet is going to be a total miss. I mean, there are going to be clothes that we have in there that we're going, I love this dress or... You know, I love this pair of shoes, but when I studied her system and learned about all the different types, it made me understand why I loved some pieces more than others. So then when you go shopping, you know what to look for that's going to be supportive to you as a person, to your energy. Then it's like all taken care of. Like, you're going to buy things that work for you. And and I think that's that's really important. Not just (laughs) being responsible. There's nothing wrong with being responsible, but when you're a playful person, you need room for play. So I personally need that in the way that I dress. So clothing is definitely something that we hold close to ourselves. The next thing is relationships. 
our friendships. I really, I have to say, I'm, I'm a very lucky person in that I have many, many dear friends, and I would say a good number of them are spread out all over the country. I live in the United States. They're all over the place. Um, and however, as I find is true of a soul tribe, those people that are um, your true people, it doesn't matter where they live. You're always going to be connected. You're always going to feel that that connection. It, it doesn't need watering on a daily basis. It's just there. And, um, and I enjoy communicating, and I love looking... Um, um, not looking out, but, um, communicating, reaching out rather. That's what I was looking for. Reaching out to my friends and seeing how they are. And I I think I'm probably good at that. But that said that, um, I'm very, very grateful and that I've had very supportive people in my life who, who have helped me through some difficulties and celebrated with me during my successes. So I'm very, very lucky at the same time, I've also had various friendships that haven't felt as good, and um, even family relationships that haven't felt as good. And I will tell you that, as you probably realize, because we're all we're all living on this planet, and you know many of us share the same sorts of issues. But it's very difficult at times to walk away from those friendships or relationships that aren't really the best for us anymore. It's very difficult. It's very difficult because I think we have to learn to be so, so comfortable in our own skin, so comfortable in who we are as a person, you know, that like, I mean, maybe even before considering what is your energy like within relationships to others? What are the energies of the relationships you hold close? But Maybe the better question is actually, what is the energy of your relationship to yourself? You know, what is the energy of your relationship to yourself? So if you think about how you relate to yourself, like what kind of energy are you feeling? Like, do you feel comfortable? Do you feel safe? Does it feel friendly? Or does it feel more adversarial? So, you know, and and also I think a really good question is, are you able to be by yourself? Are you able to enjoy time alone? Are you able to go out to a restaurant by yourself or to the movies by yourself? For me personally, this was a struggle. I I really, even though I'm an only child, which is weird because I had to spend, I had to spend a lot of time by myself. Growing up, <laughs> I spent plenty, of, I mean, I've had people around too, but I spent plenty of time by myself and I always enjoyed coloring and doing art projects and as a child, I was very entrepreneurial and so I enjoyed thinking of things that I could make and sell and all this, like, that was just how I came wired, but um, so I spent plenty of time dreaming in my mind as I still do. <laughs> But um, anyway, yeah, so much so I would prefer to think about things than like remember to go buy food at the supermarket. Like this is just me. But (laughs) what can't we just like live like we can't just exist on thoughts like, you know, (laughs) that would be good, but (laughs) probably not. But anyway, I'm just I'm just being silly, but this is me. All right. So um Anyway, I was talking about your relationship to yourself. You know, um, I remember in my 20s, I had to dare myself to go out to eat at this restaurant that I still love and I still go downtown. And um, I dared myself. Like, I had to, like, bring a book. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And it, because I knew that I wasn't comfortable going in public in places like a restaurant or to the movies by myself. I felt like people would be judging me or, you know, why don't I have any friends or yada, 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 whatever. And I really just, I, I, I had that as a personal fear and I just made a point of, okay, no, 
Enough is enough. You're going to have to learn to be comfortable in your own company, not just at home, but out in the world as well. And so I I worked on that relationship with myself. And so the first place I went was this fun um, French restaurant downtown. It's called C'est la Vie. I love it. And I had breakfast there and I survived the experience. <laughs> and that was the start. And after a while, I start go to, going to the movies by myself. Um, you know, as I grew and I started to go to New York for my studies as I'm a classical singer, I had to go to New York by myself. And I'll tell you, the first time that I did that, I had a lot of anxiety. <laughs> I was really nervous, and I was really nervous to stay in that hotel room the first night, and I barely slept before I had to go to my lesson the next day. Like, I was really um, very, very high-strung. And so, but this was the relationship with myself as an adult. I needed to learn to nurture it, to be with myself out in the world. And um, I got so good at it. (laughs) I got so good at it that... A few years ago, I um, I really wanted to go skiing, and I was really tired of waiting on other people to be ready to go with me. Like, they couldn't, for whatever reason, their work schedules, their life, or maybe they just weren't that interested. And I, you know, living in Florida, it seems kind of silly to own a ski jacket, ski pants, goggles, you know, huge mittens for your hands. I mean, all of this stuff, I bought it. I was committed. <laughs> I was committed. And I went by myself. I had never been on a pair of skis before. And I took myself to Breckenridge, Colorado, where I signed up for ski school. And it was, oh my goodness, just the gondola ride up the mountain to get to the place where I was supposed to go to ski school. That was worth the whole thing because it was just so beautiful. But being in the Rockies, I was in seventh heaven. However, I was a horrible skier. <laughs> it was so bad. So bad. <laughs> I mean, really what I could say is that I was very good at falling. I was really, really good at falling. Um, but I will say this, that this when I was actually on the skis and moving and not falling, in those brief moments where I was not falling... I really enjoyed the sensation of being on the skis, just as I knew I would. And, um, yeah, and that little bit of information is what will make me go back to try to ski again at some point because I did not get very far on my first trip. But I had that adventure by myself, and, and I loved it. I ate meals by myself. I did everything by myself. I went to this, you know, it was a group class at ski school, but nobody was really talking to one another. And there was a girl in the class who was really stealing all the attention from the instructor because she was freaking out and crying. And anyway, (laughs) so like there was, I didn't have a lot of interaction. (laughs) But anyway, I did this for myself because I wanted I really wanted to have this experience and boy was it way out of my comfort zone. But I went and I did it and I was bad at it, but I'm proud that I tried, you know? (laughs) So if this is an area where you're thinking, you know, I could really, I could really enhance my relationship with myself, really go out of my way to do more things that bring me happiness, what is going to make me feel good? And, you know, even as I say that, I know that that may not be the most popular question to ask. It, you know, I I mean, I've talked about this before in other podcasts, I'm sure. But, like, so often it's, it's hard for us to think about ourselves and that it's okay for us to think about ourselves. You know, many of us grow up in this beautiful culture that we have here in America or in other parts of the world where we are trained to think about other people, many of us, you know, about serving others. And I think that's great. But (laughs) we also have to remember to take care of ourselves, to serve ourselves. What is going to make me happy today? What is going to make you happy today? And continually... Build on that friendship that you have with yourself.
Now I'll tell you something. One place where I know for sure that I could work on my relationship with myself is in my perfectionism. I mean, I'm better. I, I like to call myself a recovering perfectionist. I'm better, but it's like, mm, you know, there's some moments where I really hold myself to very high standards and, and I get myself, you know, it, it's almost like you don't move forward because you're so worried about being just perfect. Well, you know, that just wastes too much time. So I've, I've learned to loosen up, but that's a place in my life where, you know, I know that I can be a little critical of myself at times when I really just, it's not necessary. <clears throat> so anyway, we're not aiming for perfection here, people. We're aiming for progress. And any bit of progress that you can have in your relationship with yourself will yield tremendous benefits. So this is the other thing I've discovered. What I've discovered is that the stronger my relationship to myself, the more that I look after myself and really take care of myself to the best of my ability, the better my relationships are with other people. Also, the better relationships I tend to attract or also if there is a relationship in my life that's really not good, I am more able to walk away. I am more able to walk away and it's not easy. It's not easy. I have a tendency to really see the best in people but sometimes seeing the best and then ignoring what's there that's not great that's a really good way to you know gently kill yourself right and your energy right so <laughs> like it's not good for you you know so um really stop and consider so here are some flags for me um I really enjoy as a person I really enjoy uh, meaningful conversations with others. People can share with me anything. They And actually random strangers even do, but you can tell me your happy stories. You can tell me your sad stories. You can tell me, you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, so I don't need to hear everything to be positive all the time because, sh come on. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said, shut up. Like, that's just not... You know, sometimes things are rough, and it's okay. This is life. You know, this is planet Earth. Some things are fabulous, and sometimes things just suck, for lack of a better word, okay? <laughs> there, I said it. <laughs> but, um, you know, people, share, people can share all of this, okay? In every relationship I have, whether it be family, friends, relationship, whatever, okay? It's fine. However, when I leave that interaction with you, if it's in person, if it's over the phone, um, an email, a text, how do I walk away feeling from that interaction? You know, like, um, personally, I really try. I don't know if I'm always successful, but I think it would be really nice if people leave my presence better than they showed up. You know, because I know that there's a lot, there's a lot of suffering out there and a lot of things people don't talk about. And so if like, if I can make you smile, if I can make you laugh at something or feel good about something or point out something positive about you, then I'm going to do that. You know, so like ask yourself, do you have someone in your life who is like this? Are you that person? Give yourself credit. Are you the person that's always making others laugh? I got to tell you, this last week, I went to uh, well, I went to the supermarket. I actually went to the supermarket. <laughs> Gold star. <laughs> anyway, um, so I went to the supermarket, and I went into this particular lane, and there's this man who's been working at the supermarket forever. Really nice man. He jokes a little bit which I appreciate because, again, I enjoy things that are playful. And um, he <laughs> I needed cash back, and I went to get... <laughs> he handed me my receipt, but he just kept the money. 
not on per like he did it on purpose he wasn't going to steal my twenty dollars but he was like oh this wasn't for me like it was so cute you know he was just generally trying to be fun slightly flirtatious and it made me smile and then I walked out to the car with the, the gentleman who was you know with the cart and that's another place where I'm improving my relationship with myself which is to allow people to help me even if I don't think I need it so I was like, yes, thank you. I would love your help to the car, even though like, I had like three or four bags that were not that heavy. But nonetheless, <laughs> I went out to the car with a gentleman and he helped me with my groceries. And I had a nice little conversation with him and he shared that, you know, his previous career and what a lovely person. And at the end of that, he just looked at me, he said, and how are you? I was like, I'm great. Thanks. <laughs> you know, and it was just so nice or this week, I also went to AutoZone, which is um, one of the lesser favorite places that I go in my life. But I really needed something for my car. And um, nothing against AutoZone. I just don't really enjoy auto parts stores, okay? Just the thing. But anyway, <laughs> so I went to AutoZone, and I needed something, so I bought it. And I went to the counter, and the gentleman who was at the register, what a beautiful smile this person had. What a beautiful smile. And I was like, wow. You know, and I paid for it and he was just so kind. And I was like, well, thank you so much. And it made, you know, these things that I don't typically enjoy terribly much. You know, going to the supermarket, going to buy auto parts. You know, it made it so much sweeter just because I encountered these beautiful people who showed some kindness. And they, they definitely left me better than they found me. You know, just those little attentions. So anyway, and complete strangers, like people that I don't really know, you know. So I love this. So when you think about your personal relationships, the people who are really close to you, what are the what is the quality like? What is the quality like? Is there sweetness in your relationships? Is it does it feel good to you when you talk to your friends on the phone, even if they're having a bad day? Do you still feel okay when you get off the phone with them? Do you feel centered? Do you feel neutral? Just okay. You know, you don't have to be, you know, extraordinarily sad, you know, at every little... Like, we have to learn, I believe, to stay centered despite what is appearing in people's lives. You know, I just read a... uh, I read a Facebook post earlier of a very good friend of mine who was in a serious accident, and it's like, okay, I feel that. You know, like, I feel that in my system, but at the same time, it's like staying centered, because from that peaceful place, I can be of most use. I know this. So, what what do your relationships feel like? I have wonderful friends who are just so giving and loving. I do, and then I've had other friends that, you know, you go out to eat with and you leave the interaction and you feel worse. And you don't even know why. Well, actually, I'm thinking about a couple of a couple of recent th- times where this happened. And I know exactly why. You know, but sometimes people aren't bringing their best energy to the table. And you have to watch those patterns. And ask yourself, does it really, is it really good for me to maintain this? Is this a relationship I want to pour into you have to ask yourself. It's a difficult question. Sometimes the answer will be no, and you have to gently just back away. You know, um, when you talk to people, you know, do you have someone in your life who is repetitively, repetitively telling you sob stories over and over again, and that you feel that your energy drop out of your body? You know, And you have to ask yourself, what am I gaining? You know, because sometimes you'll find yourself of wanting to be helpful, wanting to be of service to this person, and it's like, it doesn't matter what you do, that that you would set yourself on fire for this person, and they're not going to change. You know, so ask yourself, because I really find that having people like this in your life really drain a lot of energy, and are really not for your highest and best, but obviously you have to judge for yourself. You have to choose for yourself. 
you know, and, and if those people are very close, you have to decide what your boundaries are going to be with those people so that you protect yourself. You, you protect your own relationship to yourself. You protect your peace, you know, um, wasting energy with people who are excessively negative. I think, um, you know, gosh, it's a big distraction and it can really hinder us from moving forward. So think about it, you know, think about it. Think about those relationships and think about what boundaries you need. What boundaries do you need to protect yourself, you know? So just some food for thought because as we, as we learned, or yeah, as we learn, but as we clear our energy is more and more so that we vibrate at a higher frequency. We want those relationships that are really close to us to be of, you know, that way, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, want, you want those those tight, those close relationships to feel good. So ask yourself the question and ask yourself what you can do about it. Um, you know, I read something interesting yesterday or maybe someone told it to me, but it was almost also like, you can ask your angels who your true friends are. Ask your angels. Like if you have some question in your mind about who your true friends are, ask your angels to somehow show you or tell you and see what happens. Ask your guides. Show me. I think that it might take a bit of courage to ask that question. But wouldn't it be worthwhile to know? You know, sometimes, uh, what is it that my friend Melissa says? She's an amazing intuitive. I think she says, clarity isn't always convenient. I think that's what she says. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've said that before too, but it's true. But it might not feel convenient at first, but um, if you know that somebody is really not a friend, that's really good information to have. So, <laughs> again, protecting yourself, protecting your relationship to yourself. So another thing that we really hold close to ourselves, you know, we've talked about clothing, we've talked about um, our personal relationships or relationship to yourself, you know, but like something else we hold close to ourselves is all of our material possessions. All of our material possessions, all of our things, our environment in which we live. Um, if you have a car, the environment of your car the environment of your home. And over time, I've really um, let go of many physical possessions. Um, first, because I went from being married to being single. But, um, and so that, cha that changed where I was living and the amount of space I had in which to contain my physical possessions. So for a while, a, a closet that I have in my office was a large storage space. <laughs> And so I kept all sorts of random things in there. I didn't have much time to um, sort through when I moved out of my house. But little by little, every summer, because I think that was four years ago now, five years, I can't remember anymore, which is probably good. But <laughs> that's called healing right there when you can't remember exactly how many years ago you, you got divorced. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um... I, um, every summer I would go through and seem to always want to go through this purge of getting rid of more and more and more stuff. And I think that we get rid of things when we're ready to. I think that might be true of healing as well. When you're finally ready to heal something, boom, there it goes, you know? Um, but, uh, little by little, I just started purging, but this year in January, I learned about Marie Kondo, <laughs> the lovely, joyful Marie Kondo, and her show on Netflix called Tidying Up, and this information hit my system just when it needed to. It was like, I wasn't even through watching the first episode, and I was already in my kitchen rearranging one of my drawers, okay? I mean, it was meant to be. So if you've not seen her show or read any of her books, Marie Kondo 
teaches people to tidy up their home, tidy up their space, and only keep those objects which truly spark joy. And that is a tall order. <laughs> you know, like, only keep the things that you really, really love. And so I embarked on this process. Like, she recommends people take all their clothes and put them on the bed, every last bit of it, and sort through and ask yourself, does this spark joy? If it does, great, you keep it. If it doesn't, it goes. And you thank it first, and then you send it on its way. Um, everything in your home. So I went through, and I did this process, and it took me probably... I don't know if it might have taken me two or three months because, of course, through working and all the things that I do, I couldn't be on it constantly. But I went through the process and I purged myself of many, many things. And so you have to think about it. We have energies inside of our bodies that we use healing in order to, you know, purge these energies of things we know that are no longer serving us, thought patterns, emotions, etc., right? We let them go. Think about the energy of the house, the energy of your residence. And if you have things in there you don't need anymore, you, you know, don't even really like, you have to think you live in this space. That is going to change things for you. You know, that, and it's, I always feel like it's a good thing to move energies around, like move the energy around in your house. So if you start to let go of things, I mean, I think your house, of, of things that you don't like, <laughs> you know, things that you don't like, you don't need, you don't enjoy, um, things that do not spark joy. Can you imagine you're creating a larger and larger container for things that you do enjoy? experiences that you enjoy you are literally creating the space you know I love that you know years ago this has to do with people but years ago I had to walk away from a group of six people and I was majorly invested in this group of six people okay majorly invested and we were working on a very altruistic project and it broke my heart to walk away, but I realized that it was not at all a healthy situation for me. A year later, I threw a birthday party for myself because <laughs> I felt like it. It was the first birthday party I had, I had thrown for myself as a single woman again. And I found that I now had, in addition to my folks who came and a couple of, of longstanding friends, like 25 new people in my home <laughs> that had come from a completely different thing. You know, like I had started playing tennis and I, the next thing I knew, I had a huge community of tennis friends who all showed up to celebrate my birthday and it was incredible. So I'm telling you this example just to encourage you, just because you let go of things, trust me, the universe loves a vacuum. You let go and just watch like what blessings come in your direction. Let go of the stuff you don't like, you don't want, you don't need. The other thing that really, I have to say, has stoked my enthusiasm to look a little closer because just this week I got rid of like four or five kitchen items that I realized, you know, in a perfect world where I plan ahead <laughs> for cooking my meals, sure, I need a pressure cooker. But I've decided to stop arguing with myself and who I am. And current me has absolutely no need for a pressure cooker whatsoever, trust me. If I really, really got down to it, I probably need three of my pants, okay? <laughs> three. But like I got rid of a whole bunch of stuff. I just found homes for them and it was fabulous. But the minimalism um, documentary on Netflix, of a friend of mine turned me on to it and I watched it. And again, it, it, it brought it even more into focus. Like let go of the things that you do not want, need, like. It will lighten up your life. And I feel like you lighten up your life it's like more time for fun, more time for the things that really matter. You know, where do you really want to invest? 
your time because your time is the most, most important resource that you have. You know, less stuff, less cleaning, less need to organize anything, you know? And the thing with Marie Kondo about everything having a place, oh my goodness, it's changed everything. I feel like it's so much easier for me to clean my space. It just, everything is just, it's just easier. I'm even crazy about the way that you fold the Japanese way. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. It's like every time I see a piece, of a piece of cloth somewhere, it doesn't even matter if it's not even in my own house. I just want to fold it her way. <laughs> So anyway, I'm giving you this food for thought because I feel like we change the energies inside our home and we're surrounded by um, things that we love. I think that that can only support our life and our mission on this planet. You know, create a space for yourself. You deserve to live in a space that you feel really good about and that you love being in. You know, and if an excess of things is not making you comfortable and it's making you feel bogged down with the weight of the world, it's like start small. Start with a drawer. I mean, I remember there was a time where I'd open a drawer and just looking inside the drawer would stress me out. Like, that's no way to live. <laughs> you know, I was like, uh uh. Oh, no. And as I've gotten older, I realize that, like, my energy level isn't quite what it was when I was 20. So it's like, mm, I've got limited amount of energy every single day, and I'm not going to waste that energy freaking out about a stupid drawer. So now no, there is no junk drawer anymore in my home. There used to be, but not anymore. You know, no drawers that stress me out. So... Ask yourself the question and make, make small changes, you know, make, start small, you know, or maybe you're more of the person who wants to get it all done within a few days. I have a friend like that. I told her the same week that I was watching Marie Kondo and she was intrigued and she started to watch it. The next thing you know, she took days off from work so that she could go through all of her possessions, you know, and, and just let go. You know, there's such a freedom in it. I think it's so interesting. Um, there is a freedom of letting go that I find surprising. Maybe this is a new experience for me, but um, just that freedom of letting go. So um, anyway, just some food for thought because our homes and our possessions are definitely something we keep close to ourselves. So how does it make you feel? Is it making you feel better? You know, I love to come home. I love to walk into my house. I, I live in a, a condo. Um, I love my neighborhood. I love my cat. He's a little bratty, but it's okay. <laughs> it's really my fault. I spoiled him. <laughs> and he's really handsome and he knows it. So anyway, he's the king of the house. But Nonetheless, it's like, I love walking in my condo. I love walking in my space because it feels good to me. You know, I love to make it sparkly is what I call cleaning. <laughs> I love to make it sparkly. I love for it to look good and it feels good. And my home feels supportive to me. You know, being in this home gives me the energy to do all of the things that I do. So anyway, I would love that experience for you because nothing holds you closer than your home. Your home is a huge supportive tool. So think about it. Whether you live in a studio apartment or you live in a sprawling mansion or a palace or wherever, wherever you call home, you know, ask yourself, how do I feel? How do I feel? How is this supporting me? How are my, how are my possessions supporting me? You know, so... All good food for thought. So let's see, we talked about our clothing that we hold close to ourselves. We talked about relationships. You know, um, we talked about our physical surroundings. I'm sure there are lots of other ways to go about this and to think about it. You know, thinking about the food that we eat, how does that support us? Does it really make us feel good? You know, um, and I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but I really had to ask myself, and again, this has to do with my relationship to myself, 
but it was like, what do I want to (laughs) eat? What do I like to eat? You know, what do I need in this moment? So anyway, there you have it. So I wanted to talk about those energy qualities, the energy qualities that we hold close to ourselves and to consider them and feel into them and do the best you can to really just feel as delighted and and blessed as you can in every day. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, um, if you need assistance in, especially with the physical thing, the, the possessions, if you need assistance with, um, with getting that done, you know, with, um, moving your, you know, looking through your possessions and letting go of some things and identifying what those things are that you, that really please you. (laughs) You might ask your angels for help with that. And mind you, I did the physical things, right? I did the physical work, but I got to tell you, I felt sometimes when I've done these purges that literally there was some kind of a taskmaster angel that would show up and like propel me through the process. I mean, it was like, wow, you know, maybe a taskmaster angel, perhaps my higher self. I don't know. You know, I know taskmaster isn't necessarily the word you want to hear, but it was what I needed. We'll we'll leave it at that. (laughs) You know, I needed a taskmaster angel to get me moving with some of this because it's not fun, really. You know, I would rather be hitting a ball on a tennis court, you know, (laughs) I would rather be out with my friends, you know, but nonetheless, getting that um, work done, ask the higher, the higher realms for assistance and they will surely do it. Surely. And if you, like I already said, need help identifying, you know, who your true friends are, higher realms are there to support you. Higher realms are definitely there. The angels and guides are there to support you. And um, as far as clothing is concerned, I have found that the angelic realm is more than happy to dress me sometimes. And it's just so fun because... I have gone out to look for something and I feel like a dress will be placed like just at at an end cap or something. And very often, something I would not have picked out for myself, but really works. And it really is fun. And I'll think to myself, I would have never picked this for myself. But then I buy it and I love it. So I don't know, just a fun, a fun thing if you enjoy fashion, you know? Ask your, ask your angelic realm, ask your angels to help you, you know, if you need to find a certain dress and just be surprised or just have fun with it and see what happens. You know, it's just a light, fun thing. But, you know, I think the angels live in this energy of lightness, of fun, of joy, and there's no reason why if we need a new blouse that they can't help us pick it. <laughs> you know? I know we all have more serious issues as well, but, you know, the, there's no harm in having fun with it, too. So that is my, that is my information for you today. That is my sharing of my wackiness, but also my process. And it's all meant to be of service to you. Um, every bit of it. Cause I think I'm constantly telling people like, please learn from my mistakes. You know? <laughs> Cause at least if, you know, people learn from the things that I messed up, then it's not so bad, you know? <laughs> Um, so that said, if I may assist you energetically on Sunday evenings at 9 PM Eastern, I'm doing a free distance energy healing session and all you have to do to connect with it is register on my website under lovelightvoice.com. And I'm also, when I, uh, send the healing energy to everyone who registers, I create a sound file and uh, a sound recording because very often during that healing session I'll get mantras, I'll get um, messages, words, tones that people, the people in the collective who um, registered for the healing, they need that, whatever it is that I say, chant, etc. So what I'm doing is I am um, uploading that information 
that into a video, into a YouTube video, and I'm posting it. So if you register and I have your email, I'll email it to you so that you have that. And it's an additional healing and an additional boost, and you'll really benefit from it as well. And just like you might lay down to receive an energy healing or a sound healing, same thing with the recording. Like, turn it on and then just relax. And you should feel the energy just as you would during the distance session. So, um, and, and sometimes it's interactive. Like this last week, they were requesting certain things to be repeated by the, the listener. So, anyway, it's all for your good. If I can help you more individually, you can always go to the services part of my website where I channel individual healing MP3s for people. And all the information is up there. It's all very accessible. So I am very happy to help you on your journey. I have had a lot of help myself. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I have had a team of people who have been helping me on my spiritual journey. And I've, I'm so appreciative of them. And I am very, very happy to pay it forward and be on your team. Um, along your spiritual journey. So I'm wishing you abundant blessings. I'm wishing you so much joy and happiness. And I just hope that so many people who make you smile cross your path today, okay? So have a beautiful day and I'll connect with all of you again soon.